Good day, good day, good day. This is Coffee Conversations, and I'm Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hope you're doing well today, no matter what you're up to, no matter what time of day it is, no matter uh, who you're with. You know, whether it's, uh, you're in the in the car with the kids, um, or you're sitting on your sofa, who knows? Maybe we should do a poll, like where do people uh, most listen to uh, the podcast from? Yeah, I heard a lot of people listen in the car. Yeah, Like the when they're driving from one place to another. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anybody else give any feedback. Loun- so. Lounging on the couch, sitting in the hammock. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So if you want to send us an email of, like, where do you listen? <laughs> where do you really listen good. from? Maybe the most unique um, <laughs> podcast listening uh, place will get They could up. open the doors to a lot of places. It could. It could. But it's, you know, it's adventurous. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll get a, um, get a, uh, get an award or something. For the most, yeah, we could the send them a mug. The most interesting location. Do we have any mugs left? Uh, Coffee mugs? We may. And if right. not, yeah. build it and they will come. Yeah. We, we or can. if you're the only one who sends us in where you listen from, then you would get the mug. For sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> So we can we can make more mugs. If anybody wants merch, uh, any uh, coffee conversations merch, um, feel free to send us an email too. Maybe if we get enough responses, we'll we'll make some mugs. That sounds good. So we have a merch line now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know anything legit, you know you can have a t-shirt and a coffee mug. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's all good. So, how's your how's your week been? It's been good. Yeah, it's been good. Yep, gotten yeah. a lot of fun things done. Spent some time with the grandkids and. Uh, Great. Got some walking in. How about you? Great. Good. Yeah. August already. Kids are coming back to school pretty uh, soon no. here. I've actually, so I went to Holden Arboretum on Tuesday for my day off in the morning, which was really great. It's a great place. Yeah. It's a great place to walk, a uh, great place to hike. I did a, a holy hour in the woods, so that was a very, very peaceful, very peaceful place. But now, I, when you do a holy hour, do you sit in one place or do you walk along? Uh, I sit in one place. Okay. So. Uh, I have the scriptures in my journal, and I just kind of just be. Although, uh, I was thankful that there was not a lot of mosquitoes. <laughs> it was the morning time, mm-hmm. so that would just sabotage uh, any prayer time because, like, you're just concentrating on destroying any mosquitoes that are about to. <laughs> Do you have a favorite place that you sit, like, under what type of tree? Mm-hmm. No, actually, it was the first time I prayed there. Um, so I found a, a little uh, gazebo kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Next to the the big tower they have. So it's uh, called the Emergent Tower. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was kind of nice. It was just kind of looked out over, uh, I don't know, some wooded area. So, well, it had rained, I think, the evening before. So all the benches, I've, I was going to... pretty my, wet. I was planning on just kind of finding a bench somewhere, but they were all wet. So so I was like, well, Lord, you know, give me a place. And, and, and then there was. My favorite place is usually in a pine forest where there's like a lot of pine needles yes. and stuff. So even if it's wet, it's really not wet. Yes. Um... But I always end up like looking at my clock or my watch going, mm. I think it's been an hour and it's been like 10 minutes. Right. Do you have that same thing going on? Or? Uh, sometimes, you know, some, some, some holy hours, it's, it's that. It just it seems, seems to be dragging. Other times you just kind of find yourself in a place and it's, it seems like 10 minutes and it's been 40. So, so do, you, um, do you wait until it's exactly an hour before you get yeah. up? Me too. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna sit here until it's exactly an hour. <laughs> For sure, yeah. This is the this is the commitment. This is the promise, and you know whatever you um, promise and commit to the Lord, despite you know its difficulties. Now, do you ever find good. God speaking to you through nature? Yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, just um, yeah, just through the peace and the presence. You know, it's it's a wordless kind of conversation. I, I remember suppose. doing retreats, and you know the little gnats that come out in the spring. And the kids oh, yeah. would always be trying to swat them away. Yeah. But one of my friends looked at 
the kid who was sweating the most gnats and said, what's God trying to tell you that is right in front of your eyes that you can't get rid of, that you have to look at today? Like, wow. what's the bugs in your eyes that, um, that you really need to take a look at? Which yeah. I thought was a really profound insight. Mm-hmm. Perspective can be everything, right? That uh, really our, you know, the world is what it is. Um, and we're surrounded by what we're surrounded by. But yeah, your perspective. You can live in like different worlds, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what perspective you have. Speaking of perspective, did you go up the Emergent Tower to see how the bottom was different than the top view? I did. Uh, I did. I, I went up the Emergent Tower and uh, I, I foolishly, because there wasn't a lot of people there. Sometimes there's a, there's a long wait uh, for the yeah. tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at, they have like little signs out by the path. It was like, you know, 15 minute wait from this point. 30-minute wait from this point, 45-minute wait from oh, this wow. point. It's like Cedar Point. Um, I don't know if I would wait that long. But uh, <laughs> but there wasn't anyone there. Uh, it was super cool. Uh, but there, w- there wasn't anyone there. So I, I decided to kind of uh, kind of run up the tower or at least, you know, take take uh, double double steps at once, you know. <laughs> That's got to be like, what, 150 feet tall? Uh, it's actually, I looked it up, it's 120 I was close. So yeah, not not far, not far. Wow. I was gonna I, I quit. I was gonna quiz uh, Deacon Bob on the uh, on the height of the Emergent Tower. So oh, wow. yes, it was 120 feet, and I'm really feeling it today. My quads are are, are not good. Well, <laughs> it looks I look pretty foolish looking uh, walking down the stairs. <laughs> and it's 150 feet straight up, but you figure as you're doing like the switchbacks as you're going up and down the steps, the right. steps don't go straight up. They kind of go back and forth, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Yeah, or around. Kind of, okay, you're winding up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, you're, you're probably three times as high as, yeah. you know, you probably ran up 300 foot instead of 100. <laughs> well, then you're going to got to come down, too. So. Yeah, that's true. But no, it was it, it was fun. So <laughs> I figure if I do that, like, you know, once, twice, a couple times a month, you know, my... I'd have really strong legs. That'll up your cardio. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll bike even. I'll be able to bike even farther. And the view from up there is amazing because you is can really see cool. the the treetops as opposed to what you see at the bottom. Have you been in there? Have you been there in the fall before? I pretty much spent most of my life in the arboretum. Yeah, um, it's just a fantastic place. Yeah, just amazing place. Yeah, you can see the lake. Um, you can see all kinds of stuff. It really is. It's 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 a gem for yep. sure. Absolutely. For sure. And but, it's very natural, too. There's not, I mean, they have like the developed areas, but there's also like the primitive areas yeah, where it's yeah. just woods. The woodland trail. Yeah, I, 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 I did walk that. Uh, I did walk that a good bit. So, so yeah, Holden Arboretum. If you haven't been, uh, it's a really great, really great place to, to walk and to pray. Well, uh, yeah, we'll have a link there. Uh, I know people in, out in Colorado, you have uh, some, some great places to hike. Um, uh, but hey, it's, it's, it's good. It's what we have. <laughs> it's, it's what we got. It's what we got. So, but yeah, I, speaking of Colorado, Colorado and <laughs> all kinds of things, I, I know it's August. Is it August? It's August. It is. It's August. Um, I have been, I'll admit and confess, I have been thinking a lot about snowboarding this, this last week. You're thinking of snow. Snow. When like... I know the S word to some people. Um, yes. You have not been thinking about snow. No, I have not. Um, I used to when I skied. I used to get excited yeah. about skiing and snow and driving past the ski lifts in the summertime going, ah, I can't wait. Yeah. Would um, you go to Boston Mills? Boston Mills and Alpine Valley. Alpine Valley. Yeah, yeah, I was, we would go to Peak and Peak and Holiday Valley, but I'm kind of a green blue skier. Yeah. Uh, you do keep, ski keep, or do keep you? It, keep it casual. I, uh, I snowboard. I snowboard, so I haven't tried skiing yet. Maybe at some point, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I snowboard. I've been, yeah, I've been to places around Ohio, up in New York, um, Holiday Valley, and, and then went out to Steamboat Springs once. So that was super, super awesome. That's in Colorado. Uh, yeah, so I, it's it's fun. You know, it's it's a little risky, but, you know, hey, you know, life has risk. And just to be out, just have to have something to look forward to in the winter is really great. So snowboarding, you have your feet, like in skis, your feet are independent. Mm-hmm. Right. In snowboarding, you're... You're strapped on to a board. Exactly. Which and your yeah your your center of gravity moves all over the place because in skiing you're kind of going downhill straight generally well you should be well you still do kind of an S but it's right your yeah but your 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 center of gravity is facing downhill mm-hmm. versus snowboarding you're kind of spinning all around because to break you have to um, kind of be going opposite of what. You're not. You're so not. Your the, board isn't isn't facing down the hill. It's, it's facing like perpendicular, perpendicular to, the, to the hill. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's all kinds of room for, for catching an edge and, and falling. Yeah. And, see, my favorite yeah. is at least in skis you can kind of like fall sideways. Yeah. In snowboarding, it seems like <clears throat> you just do a face plant. <laughs> have you done a face plant? Uh, yeah, once. I may or may not have cracked my, the the bone of my leg. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it was high school, and we were able to recover, and it was good. And I went, I, I went, I went back. So, <laughs> so before we skied, or I was the ski moderator for a long time. Oh, because okay. the kids got to ski for free. My kids did. Nice. <clears throat> so, nice. we took skiing lessons. Mm-hmm. It's either that, or you just careen down and try to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody you look up to, like in snowboarding? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was I was watching some videos this past week. And the, there's this guy, uh, Travis Rice. He's probably one of the best, uh, like backcountry kind of free, uh, freestyle snowboarders in the world. And he has some crazy videos he does with Red Bull and stuff. And he was, <laughs> he had dude, uh, he he was doing these videos out in uh, British Columbia and just riding these huge. I mean, literally straight down, more falling than anything else, just off these huge it's a controlled fall. <laughs> yeah, off these huge spines and uh, yeah, just everything. It was. It's just kind of crazy. So yeah, yeah, I look up, I look up to him, I suppose, uh, in in different ways. And yeah, it's it's kind of you know, other people's example, other people's um, kind of, I don't know, witness of life kind of brings something out of of us. You know, whether I was just watching the Olympics, you know, mm-hmm. the past couple uh, past couple weeks. You know, there's something about excellence that kind of calls something out of us. And 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 yeah. And I think there's something about having somebody who is an expert or better than you teaching you what they learned yeah. as opposed to you just careening down the hill and figuring out yourself bouncing off of trees um, <laughs> for it, sure it saves a lot of time and a whole lot of grief yeah um, no yeah yeah wisdom so we talked too about saints that saints are kind of like those wisdom people in our in our lives that have been down this trail before or been down the path before or mm-hmm. learned some um, skills that we can learn from are there any saints that are important to you that you've learned from? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, some, you know, um, Saint Padre Pio and Saint Francis de Sales. Um, you know, their writings and their example uh, definitely um, definitely influenced me. Yeah, and this kind of this conversation came out of two. Last week we celebrated the feasts of Saint uh, Claire and Saint uh, Jane uh, de Gental. So Saint Claire was from um, Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Italy, and Saint <clears throat> Jane de Gental was from France, and. Uh, both of them. Uh, so, if you know there's something about their about their lives, uh, they had guys they were really close to, uh, all saints as well. So, uh, Saint Claire had a, a very close relationship with Saint Francis of Assisi, 
and then St. Jane de Chantal had a very close relationship with St. Francis de Sales. And um, both of those men were very influential in kind of calling them to faith uh, kind of at one point. You know, St. Clair listened to one of uh, St. Francis of Assisi's uh, preachings and was, it was just so, God moved so much through the, his, his, his homily that um, she left everything and, and, and followed him and, and entered. They uh, created a, a religious order together, uh, the Poor Clares, uh, to be named later. And then it was kind of the similar thing with um, St. Day uh, Jane, that she was actually a mother um, of mother of eight, and then her, her husband passed away. And so she entered this new season of life and then encountered St. Francis of Sales. And, and then, yeah, it's kind of a similar thing. She uh, followed him and they became close friends. And then they, they uh, started an order of the visitation. So it was for, uh, for women who didn't necessarily fit into the religious orders of the time, um, but you know, needed a direction, needed a vocation. And um, so they formed that religious order together. And uh, yeah, so just those encounters with those people um, really kind of brought faith out. So, and the idea that like faith needs friends, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know much about St. Jane, mm-hmm. but I know Francis and Claire, they both helped each other. Right. So Claire helps Francis frame his spirituality and Francis helps Claire frame her spirituality. Um, and I sometimes wonder if when Francis talks about Lady Poverty, you know, if if yeah. Claire becomes the embodiment of what Lady Poverty looks like. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. I never thought about that. But how about people in your life? Have is who are the people that influenced your prayer? Yeah. I had um you know, so yeah, we're we're we have people in our life that influence us whether we whether we recognize it or not. And yeah, we have we have people that that God works through whether we realize it at the time or not. Just think about back, you know, at my life. There was probably uh, a number of people who helped to teach me to pray, um, helped to evoke faith. You know, inspire me to live my faith, kind of more intentionally. Whether they were intentionally doing it or not, you know, whether it was explicit, they were they were kind of teaching me something, or whether it was just implicit through their their life and their living. I had a, a cross country coach when I was when I was younger when I was running at Hoban, and he was just very, he was just a, a a great a great man, and he he really loved cross country a lot with a lot of a lot of fervor a lot of zeal, and he loved teaching everyone like not just you know the the varsity you know team mm-hmm. uh, not just the people who were good but really enjoyed sharing the sport uh, of of cross country with all of the all of the runners. And to see, you know, each individual person, you know, hit their next PR and everything. He was just very passionate about cross country. But he was also, you know, passionate about his faith. Like he was just, he was so joyful when he came to our practices. Uh, he talked about going to mass with his, his family and his kids. And yeah, he just, whether he could articulate, you know, the faith, whether he spoke about it a lot or in depth, it wasn't necessarily, but, but he shared what we needed to hear, which was just... He loved the church. He loved God, and he wanted to bring God into everything. So we prayed, you know, before uh, before all of our practices and, and everything. It was kind of a short thing, but but it was there, mm-hmm. and I think that had kind of a profound impact on me. You know, seeing that, yeah, I can be a person in the world, you know, doing things, being with people, and have a relationship with God too. So I think he was. I think he was pretty 
influential upon me, especially at that time in my life when I was, unbeknownst to myself, going to receive the call to priesthood, probably, you know, the next year after that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, he was pretty influ- influential. So shout out to uh, uh, Tim McGrath. Uh, he's down in Akron at uh, Holy Family in Stowe. Very good. So how about you? For me, um, our family was very devout. Um, we would say the rosary in, like, in the evening. It wasn't every day. I can't remember if it was, like, weekly. Um, and then we would go to shrines for vacation. Yeah, there so you go. So it was very, um, very Catholic, I guess. Most memorable, memorable shrine you went to? Um, there was Our Lady of Sorrows, maybe? Mm-hmm. That's in... Somewhere in Western Ohio. <laughs> somewhere out there. Uh, somewhere out there. But it's a, this very pretty statue of Mary on top of this kind of like... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I'm not really Hill? sure what it was. No, it was more like a structure. Um, but it was really pretty. And I remember nice. yeah. just being there. But Father Manning, Father Jack Manning, sure. um, taught at Bormale Seminary. And I remember we were on like a priest's counselor retreat so there's about eight guys and a priest that were kind of like re- leading a retreat and he did this guided meditation um which had a profound influ- influence on me yeah so all the the times that i've taught prayer i've used guided meditations kind of in, in the ignatius style right um and i don't know how many people father manning's influence had through me um at least thousands i would think and i don't know if you ever knew that sure but sure um, it was a profound experience for me yeah just you know to be a people of prayer uh means not just that we pray but that we also teach others to pray just through our life mm-hmm. yeah that could be that could be a huge witness that doesn't really say anything you know, it doesn't teach anything explicitly but it teaches it implicitly mm-hmm and to not under, underestimate just how the living of our faith can Im- impact other people. And there's a friend of mine that taught at Lake Catholic, and if somebody came up to him and said, Mr. Hummer, can you pray for this? He would stop in the middle of the hallway yeah. and put his hand on the kid's shoulder and would pray right there. Beautiful. I thought that was a really profound example of praying with somebody and for somebody. Yeah. Um, and I've tried to live up to that, but... It's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So maybe uh, today, maybe an exercise we can we can have is think about the people in our lives and people who are influential, you know, in one way or another. Maybe they just they stick out in our minds uh, for some reason. Maybe they they taught us a life lesson. Maybe they helped us in our in our own humanity to kind of to grow up and mature uh, or in, in different ways. And maybe they, they influenced us in ways of faith that we didn't maybe, you know, recognize at the time. So it's good practice to be reflective, you know, of our life and to see, you know, where has God been at work, you know, in ways that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And that can be helpful in times if we're dealing with, if we're, we're kind of in hard times and we're kind of in our struggles to, to really focus on like, okay, right, I'm in a time of struggle, but, but where has God been? Where has God, you know, moved my life? So... And going back to the skiing or the snowboarding image, if you're careening down the hill and bumping into things, it might be a really good time to sit down and talk with somebody about yeah. maybe the lessons they've learned and that you don't have to learn them on your own. For sure. So. For sure. 
And then ultimately, too, I think, you know, all things should lead us to praise, should lead us to uh, praise and, and thanks of God. So to be able to recognize uh, these people in our life, but then to be able to, to thank God for the gift of them, for the gift of their life, and that, and that time that they were um, responding to what God wanted them to do uh, in big ways or, or small ways, uh, to be able to give thanks to God, you know, and that, that in and of itself uh, is, a, is a beautiful prayer uh, that can be uh, helpful, us, helpful to us in our own lives. So, One of my favorite scriptures about friendship comes from Sirach chapter 6. Yeah. And it talks about um, have a lot of acquaintances, but only have one in a thousand be your confidant. And when you find that person, then you've found a treasure because your friend will be like God will, will be seen in that friend. Um, so maybe we can put that on uh, the show yeah. notes. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, we'll include that uh, include that quote too. Because I think sometimes we feel we have to, we could have a thousand friends on Facebook, but right. how many of those friends are really somebody you confide in? Um, and also letting that person know what they mean to you. Right. You know how much you've learned from them. So Father Manning, if you're listening, uh, there's a shout out to you. For sure. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, and letting and letting people know too. Maybe we haven't had contact with them in a long time, but to reach out to them, mm-hmm. you know, in some way, like write them a note. I know I know people don't write letters very much anymore. No, I I like to, because um, I think it just I don't know. It makes it more personal. It makes mm-hmm. it more intense, even if it's a short note. You know, because it say, takes more effort. I think it does than just writing an it. It does, and they can actually keep it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you delete an email, yeah, pretty pretty simply, but. Yeah, you, know, you have a letter, you know, with you. Maybe we can do a podcast sometime on yeah. the importance of letter writing. But, you know, to, to reach out to them and, and thank them, even if it's been a long time. Like, time is kind of irrelevant when it comes to grace mm-hmm. and and what God what God does and is doing. And to be thankful, you know. It doesn't matter if a lot of time has passed. To, to reach out to that person somehow and, and thank them for what they did because um, maybe they're at a point in their life where... They need to. They they need to hear. You know how God has worked. So, and there's those friends that you might not see for a long time, but as soon as you connect back up with them, it's like you've never had that gap of time. Right. You can pick up your friendship right yeah. there. Yeah. There might not be another good podcast too. Is <laughs> yeah. with those friends that for sure that are always there. Yeah. Whether they're there or not. So. Exactly. So, all right. Well, there's a little bit about friendship, and you know, faith needs friendship. You know, so to recognize, you know, the people who have been a part of our life, who have been in, impactful, whether we noticed it at the time or not, and to ask God to bring people into our life that will help us to teach us to pray and will call us to live our, our lives more deeply and our faith more intentionally. Uh, that could be a, a good prayer for today. So. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, if you only go, I only have two friends that are really close, then you would agree with Sirach that one in a thousand should be your confidant. Exactly, yeah. And one close friend, right, as Mm -hmm. you said, is better than a thousand kind of acquaintances. Yep. So, all right, that's good. Well, let's uh, let's thank God for for this day and for the friends he's given us. All right. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you uh, for the gift of this day, this opportunity to come together, um, to have some 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 coffee and some conversation, and reflect on our our lives, and the ways you have touched us and reached out to us um, through the gift of people, the gift of friends, 
We ask you to bless all those who have have responded to you and impacted our life. We ask you to nurture friendships within our life that um, others may be examples and witnesses and that we may be examples and witnesses to others. Give thanks and praise for all you've done and all you continue to do. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, have a blessed day. Enjoy the August. Pray for snow if you want to. <laughs> in Colorado. In Colorado. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We'll so, keep it in Colorado. Keep it in Colorado for now. So, all right. Have a good day. Thanks, everybody. God bless. Thank you.